Hey gang, what's going on? And welcome to Talking Vegas All Day. I'm your host, K.A. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing the history of the Algiers Hotel in Las Vegas. But before we get started, make sure to hit like, click the subscribe button, and punch that notification bell so you get up-to-date information when I drop new episodes. Also, make sure to check out my podcast, which is available on Apple, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. And my question for you all today is, what do you remember most about the Algiers? I'd be happy to hear from you, so make sure to comment below. And with that, let's go ahead and get started on today's episode on Talking Vegas All Day with me, K.A. The Algiers opened in 1953, and it was a sister property to the Thunderbird Hotel and Casino as a way to deal with the overflow guests to the Thunderbird. This Arabian-themed hotel was built on 3.5 acres of land in northwest corner, located to where today the Riviera and South Las Vegas Boulevard. The Algiers was a brainchild of Marion Hicks and Lillian Hicks who also bought the Thunderbird. The Algiers was a 110-room hotel and was known mostly for retaining its original design throughout its operation, giving it the appearance of an older Las Vegas hotel. During its run, it was a frequent hangout of the power players in Las Vegas. City Council regularly had their meetings there in the afternoon. Nevada Governor at the time, Michael Callahan, stayed and had a room at the Algiers in which bulletproof glass was installed in his room and was left in place afterwards. Paul Price, a former writer for the Las Vegas Sun, also visited the hotel bar frequently to write his daily column. Sheriff John Moran ate lunch regularly at the restaurant in the 80s and years later, again, would become popular with salespeople, senior citizens, and Europeans, as well as locals. As for the hotel itself, the hotel was mostly made of brick. Its pink and turquoise painted exterior surrounded swimming pool, palm trees, and parking lot for guests. Inside features included a gift shop, the candlelight wedding chapel, and a lounge. Palm trees, gazebos are situated around the hotel's pool. It was originally conceived as an extended stay hotel for business people. However, plans were changed prior to the opening and just to be more of a overflow hotel for the Thunderbird. Nevertheless, these rooms were quite large and featured many amenities that guests today would pay for premium prices, such as hotel refrigerators, etc. The interior included chandeliers and wall-mounted Tiffany lamps as well. Outside, the Algiers facade was made of stucco and includes several stores, each one topped by crown-shaped neon lights, similar to the Persian gateways or spires. Each store was separated by a section of vertical polished gold raceways and chasing lights. Located on the opposite end of the facade were neon lights spelling out the hotel's name. This sign can now be available today for your viewing at the Neon Museum. 
The left side features lettering in rose and ruby colorings, while the right side featured a metal box sign with the hotel's name on it. This sign was created by Yesco and refurbished later in the 90s by Larson Sign Company. The Algiers was known for having the appearance similar to older Las Vegas hotels. In 1955, when Walsh was asked why he retained the Algiers appearance throughout the years, he said, I like it. A lot of people like it. There haven't been any big changes, just pictures and paint. And that was popular with the guests. Design elements that were common in older Las Vegas hotels include roadside signs, gold raceways. The hotel theme of a desert paradise was also common amongst several older Las Vegas hotels dating back to the 1950s. In 1996, the Algiers restaurant was leased to Marilyn Johnson, who opened Tommy's Rib and Steakhouse at the hotel. Converting the restaurant's walls were framed black and white photographs of older Las Vegas celebrities from decades earlier. At night, Johnson played music from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, including Bing Crosby, Johnny Mathis, and Nat King Cole. Johnson said they liked the old-time atmosphere. It's a pleasant escape for them. According to Johnson, many customers told her the restaurant looked exactly like it did around 1960. A bar boarded up since 69 was reopened in 1999 to let sunlight in and provide a view of the hotel's courtyard. By 2001, the property was quiet, save the Riviera loomed over the Algiers south side. One would never know standing in its courtyard that the sign that the hotel is on the strip. Standing in a small patio near the entrance, one guest remarked, the clicking of the yellow light bulbs flickering from the hotel's red painted restaurant sign is the only sound you hear. And as of 2001, the Algiers only had 106 rooms, including one suite. Interestingly though, the hotel bar did feature poker machines. Aside from routine maintenance, the property remained virtually unchanged since its opening. Now, gang, a few fun notes just to want to uh, share with you. In 1991, the Algiers property was earmarked for condemnation because the hotel's construction had resulted in misalignment from Circus Circus Drive, resulting in increased traffic. However, that was changed and the property was not condemned. Then again, in 2001, Larry Kiefer convinced the county that the Algiers property was worth 3.8 million rather than the 8.2 appraised by the Clark County's assessor's office. The board agreed to lower the appraisal rating to 5.7, the same appraisal price as the year before. The reduction resulted in 29% cut from Kiefer's tax bill. He also that month planned to announce a new 34 floor hotel tower to be built on the property. A month later, he also stated that he'd previously been approved to develop a thousand room hotel on the Algiers property, but was unable to find investors because they disliked the closed El Ranchero next door, which had become an eyesore due to its eventual demolition in October 2001. Kafer said he wanted to incorporate as much as possible into any new project. In July of 2001, the lawyers on behalf of Algiers Incorporated proposed a portion of the hotel property be swapped with the 2.3 acre parcel located South Las Vegas Strip, east of Harm Court. Under a land swap, Kiefer would most likely build 
a retail center on Harmon property next to the Aladdin at the time. The proposed would allow the county to take control of the Algiers property, allowing for realignment of Circus Circus Drive. So back, we're in 2001, 10 years later, they're still working on this realignment thing, which I found very interesting. And not a lot was written on it. There was a couple articles game, but it's pretty much this is all I could find on it. But I found it very interesting only because I'd like to see some old photos of how that looked compared to nowadays. The Harmon property auction was delayed for three months, uh, more time to examine the Algiers proposal. By 2002, the Kent and the land released a report stating that the Algiers land was worth approximately 11.2 million. Upon realignment, the nearby street property would drop to 6.8, according to Kent. Clark County Public Works Division told to proceed with negotiations for the land swap. However, the commissioners wanted assurance that the Algiers building would not require expensive cleanup costs, such as removes for expenses. By 2002, the county no longer needed or wanted the realignment, and there was no desire to swap land with the county and the Algiers. The lawyers were told the previous deal with the Algiers had been derailed. In May of 2004, Kiefer's relaxed that the property was going to be sold to F.W. Shantz, a developer who wanted to demolish the hotel to make room for Crystal Sands condominium towers. At the time of the closure, the hotel had 25 employees and was scheduled to close in August of 2004, in which time and in the end, it closed on August 31st, 2004. Demolition for the hotel was approved in late September 2004 and the Algiers was torn down and completed demolition was done by March of 2005. After the hotel's closure, the road sign was donated to the Neon Museum and that is really all that remains of this piece of Las Vegas history today. It is interesting to also note that movies like Leaving Las Vegas and Austin Powers' first movie had signs and featured the Algiers in its movies. I found that really, really interesting. Other than that, I'll tell you how I came about this episode. If you want to hear, uh, J.A. and I were down on our Easter tour. We toured the Neon Museum. And there was a sign just all lit up beautiful little sign said the Algiers and I was like huh I want to know more about this place so hey gang I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope to return here shortly with a new episode I'm debating on whether to do castaways or I might get back to some of the more popular hotels casinos and I might do the stardust that is one that I've been reading some books on it during this little hiatus of mine and become really, really interested in it. But I'm also really interested in castaways. So leave a comment below. Let me know what you remember about the Algiers. And also, what next episode would you like to see me do? And I hope to see you next time on Talking Vegas All Day with K.A. Make sure to hit a like button on the way out. Click subscribe. And you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow my podcast on Apple and Spotify. And we'll see you next time. I'm talking Vegas all day with Kane.